You never want to find yourself out on the water fishing without the essentials. So it's best to always pack a Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie to protect against the sun. I mean, it provides great protection and it's really breathable so you don't get hot. That's a win-win. Columbia PFG has a lot of great gear. So before you head out on the water, head over to Columbia.com slash PFG to shop their performance fishing gear. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Just quickly, uh, Adori, just a little injury update. Adori, does it look like it's anything serious? Yeah, I would say with, with all the injuries right now, I don't have any updates for you guys. Um, you know, got in late last night, so you know those will... I'll get more updates as the day goes on here, and and tomorrow we'll see where we're at Wednesday. That's really with every okay. that's really with every player. Okay, thank you. Um, yep, you my it. question is, um, look, you guys are out to a four and one start, and you just you're coming off a quality win against a quality opponent. Obviously, um, as a head coach, how do you keep these guys grounded to make sure they just don't get a little bit ahead of themselves? Yeah, I just think we stay consistent with how we approach things during the week. Uh, Again, regardless of result, whether you lose, whether you have a losing record, a winning record, I don't think you can focus on on your record. You have to focus on what you need to do to improve throughout the week and for the team that you're playing against, uh, and be as consistent as you can with that. Uh, you know, and we've tried to do that as a coaching staff. I know the players have tried to do that, and and that's how we'll approach it every week, uh, regardless of the outcome. What do we need to do? To fix, you know, the things we want to fix and improve on, build off the things we've been doing well, and you know, be as prepared as we can going into, you know, the next game. Thank you. Yep, you got it. Dan Duggan. Hey Brian, uh, they had a lot of success in the first half, kind of those quick passes to the flat, like those out routes, and not so much in the second half. What did you change to either take those away or at least deter that? Yeah, I, well, I think again. Some of those plays Aaron checks to, I think. Uh, I don't want to speak on behalf of their offense, but he has a pretty good idea. You can see him signaling to receivers, and you know I think that's predicated on you know sometimes the defensive look. Um, they did a few of them in the second half, uh, far less of them. Uh, but again, I just think that you know our, our players executed. You know the the defenses that Wink called and defensive coaches called, and it was good communication. We knew that. You know, during those first few drives, that was something that they were they were getting to. It's better than the, the 50 yards over your head. Um, but again, you know, I think Wink did a good job of mixing it up. And, and I want to follow up. You mentioned the 50 yards over your head. You haven't given up a lot of those. I mean, I guess I'll knock on wood for you. But I, I think it was sort of the uh, – if there's a weakness in Wink's defense, especially last year, that's what happened. It, it, you know, you, you kind of come after teams so much, you can get beat over the top. Why do you think you guys have been able to play this style and not get beat deep uh, very often? I think the guys have done a good job of, of executing, of, of playing the techniques and the fundamentals that, you know, again, most of it is a lot of times it's the safeties. Um, they're the last line of defense and, and playing the deep part of the field and reading the quarterback's eyes. And, again, when we play man-to-man coverage of, of trying to do a good job of staying on top and playing the ball, uh, again, big plays are, you know, they, they usually result in some form of points. 
but even the ones that we've given up to this point, our, our guys have done a good job of lining back up and, you know, it was a long run by McCaffrey, whatever it may be, of, of playing the next play. And, and again, early in the year, you watch the league, a lot of those big plays, um, you know, there's just nobody back there. There's a, either a breakdown, and as the season goes on, when you're watching the league and you're, you're looking at teams, usually that's tightened up and it's a really good design by the offense or just a really good play by a particular skill receiver. So it's something that we work on. I think that uh, Jerome and Trier do a great job in the back end with those guys, and we test them as much as we can during the week um, to try to prevent those. It's, you know, it's hard to do when you have a really good team that can push the ball down the field, but uh, that's part of playing, you know, the deep part of the field in terms of secondary. And also goes along with the rush, too. You know, if you can get home and make them throw it quicker, then some of those are, um, you know, it takes a little bit longer. Jordan Renan. Hey, Brian, what's going on? Hey, Jordan. I know you, you don't have an update on the injuries, but with for Saquon, he obviously came back into the game. Is that something he's going to go, he needs to get checked or... How does what's the process in that now? You talking about moving forward? Yeah, like does he have to go get tests on his shoulder? Is there, is there more? Is he, you know? Does no, he come I, think, out of I think anybody that anybody that gets you know quote unquote injured or dinged up during the game, our medical staff will will look at him. We'll treat him during the week. Um, again, we'll, we'll go to the doctors and get a you know uh, MRI or something special on it like that. Yeah, I think I think whatever we need to do, uh, and again, I'm not at that point right now. It's, it was a, a late night of travel. Whatever we need to do for him, we'll do, um, and hopefully he'll be ready to go. And then uh, it's something that you know I've heard a bunch today. You heard it yesterday after the game, and you know you're like the, you're the worst four in one team. What do you think when you even hear that? Yeah, I, I don't focus on any of that stuff. Whether, again, like I said earlier. Chris's question. Our, our job is to go out there and take a look and correct the things we need to correct each week. Focus on, you know, our improvement, some of the things we can do better, uh, build off some of the things we have done okay and get ready to play our next opponent. Um, that's all we can control. How much do you maybe at least chuckle at that saying, hey, you know, we're winning, we're winning games in the NFL. That's all we care about here. Yeah. I mean, quite honestly, Jordan, I don't my focus is on trying to do what we need to do each week and be as consistent as we can all, you know, whether we're four and one, one and four, whatever our record is, that's what our record is. It's, it's always about improvement and trying to do the best job you can each week to, to play your best and coach your best. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think you could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah I, yeah because you gotta think Love he's it. gonna guard he don't care about guarding he's gonna guard he's gonna exactly. guard like you see him in the olympics <laughs> he's gonna guard and then on I'm top of that like that see that Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts.
Tom Canavan. Hey, Brian, how you doing? Hey, Tom, good, how are you? Good. Good. Uh, I want to build off a question that Dan asked earlier about those little check passes that he was throwing, uh, Rogers. It seemed that the ball's in the air and their receivers are already engaging your defensive backs. Shouldn't that be pass interference? Yeah, that's up to the that's up to the officials. Um, so you know, I know the way that we teach it. Uh, again, those are bang bang type of plays. Um, so you try to hold off the best you can, so that when the receiver catches it, you know you're kind of simultaneously blocking. And again, those are those are quick plays. Um, but any of those questions, I'd I'd leave to the officials. Okay. And the other question I have is, did you take the, the restraints off Daniel in the second half? I mean, because it seemed like he just started running a lot more. No, I think that when the opportunity presented itself uh, in terms of scrambling, he did a good job of making the right decision on a couple of those action plays. Um, and then in terms of, you know, a couple of the runs that we had, uh, whether it was zone reads or, or specifically for him, you know, we waited until the second half to get to those, uh, you know, it was part of, you know, halftime, you know, communication. Thank you. Yep. Brian Dunleavy. Hey, Brian, how are you? Good, Ryan, how are you? Good, couple for you. Sure. Um, if I could take you back to like January when you were interested in this job, uh, obviously there's, it's only one of 32 and the Giants are a historic franchise and there's a lot that goes into that. But roster-wise, you obviously wouldn't take a job you thought you didn't have a chance to win. And I've heard you say players win the games. Did you think this was a more talented roster than maybe the outside perception of it? Because you have a lot of former Giants draft picks, whether it's Saquon, McKinney, Lawrence, playing at a really high level that I would think is promising for a foundation versus like, you know, obviously anybody playing good as well, but like if it was a bunch of like rental free agents, all your young players are playing well. So did you see a chance? Did you see a chance for this is a place with young players that could play well? Yeah, no, I, I understand your question. I just, I, I kind of live in the moment here, right? Um, and my, just my experience is dealing with the guys from OTAs to, to training camp into the preseason. Um, these guys give everything they have. Um, and I'm, you know, I, I'm honored to coach the guys and, and be the coach of the Giants, like I've said before. But, you know, each guy tries to get better um, at the things that they need to do. And it, everybody on our team is important. Um, obviously, guys like Dexter and, and Saquon and X, you know, Leo, when he was was out there, you know, they're they're good football players. Uh, but it takes, you know, it takes all of us to to continue to improve and do well. Um, and you saw people, you know, yesterday, like Lane made a couple plays there in the fourth. McLeod made a play on the crossing route. Um, guys that haven't been here a very long time. That again, that's our that's our philosophy here: is make sure as a coaching staff we get everybody up to speed as quick as we can, and everybody contribute in a positive way. The other thing I wanted to ask is, I don't have the number in front of me, and I should shame on me. But you guys are outscoring your opponents at a really high level in the second half my question is what's a typical halftime like for you guys could you just like tell it obviously you talk to the team do you are you drawing up plays on your board at halftime is it just 
conversation? Like, what do you, what's happening in those 15, 20 minutes that you guys are so much better in the second half than your opponents? Yeah, I would say, Ryan, the communication goes uh, on throughout the entire game, even in the first half. Um, and things that we think we need to try to fix or how we're getting to attack, I think the coaches do a great job on the sideline. Again, at halftime, you have a, a you know a little bit more time to, to talk about it um, and to really give the guys, hey, look, this is how the game's kind of unfolded. This is what we want to get to. It's not like a mass overhaul of, you know, 20 new plays or things like that. But there might be, you know, a few things that, you know, we're stressing that, look, this is how we think they're attacking us from a coaching side. Here's how we think we can counter that. Uh, so I'd be alert for this, this, and this. You know, here's a few plays we want to start out with the second half to, you know, whether it was a compliment of the play or maybe it is something that we saw that we changed a little bit. Uh, but, again, I'd say that, the coaches and starting with with Wink and Kafka, you know, they get together with their staffs. But that communication, Ryan, when things are going on, when the defense is out there in the second quarter, that's you're still talking about that. But then you, you know, and you're if you have to adjust again, if you have to adjust in the middle of the second quarter, or, you know, usually offenses, you know, go a couple series and you kind of got a good idea of, all right, this is how they want to attack us or the same thing defensively. So you're constantly communicating. It's not, hey, let's just wait to the half to, to get these things fixed. Let's try to fix them now. And then maybe you got a few more ideas. You know, it's, you know, you kind of be composed at, at halftime. And again, this is what we think they're doing. This is what we either have to continue to do or change a little bit. And then you go out there and, and you're ready to go. Thank you. Yep. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. I'm not guarding like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. We have time for two more, Kim Jones and then Ed Valentine. Hey, Dave, it's Kim. I I have two for you if that's okay as well. Thank you. Hi, how are you? Good. I'm just wondering, like, watching the game from home yesterday, if I didn't know Daniel had had the ankle injury, I don't think I would have seen that watching on television. Has he? Did he, through the, that period, show you anything, whether about toughness, commitment, sloughing off what, what maybe could have sidelined, at least for some period of time, another player? Yeah, I think I've, I've gotten to know him pretty well here these last few months. Uh, he's a very mentally tough kid. I shouldn't say young man, but he's also physically tough, and I and I got to see that here just throughout the week. Um, you know, getting prepared for this team that we had to play, and and their defense, which you know they have some some pretty good guys up front, but um, he's he's really tough. You know, he didn't want to miss any reps, and you know we also had to try to get Davis ready to go. 
so again, the, when each day he got a little bit better, Kim, um, you know, he was pretty sore, I'd say, after the game. And then the next day, and he's in here as, as long as he can be in here getting treatment. So, one, he cares about the team. Um, and he did everything he could do to, to be as ready as he could. Uh, and I'd say, he, you know, he's, you know, for the first five weeks that I've been with him in the regular season, I think he's exhibited his toughness, uh, both mental and physical, um, every day I've been around him. My second one is, I guess, a similar theme, but about a different person. Wink Martindale is, you know, just such an interesting guy to, mm -hmm. to stand in front of him and, and listen to some of his answers with obviously a lot of experience. Have you seen anything from Wink that, or, or what did you see from Wink that, where, where you were like, this is the guy I want to lead my defense? Well, he has a lot of experience and he's been pretty successful um, in this league you know, as a defensive coordinator. And I think he does a great job uh, communicating with the players. I think he does a great job communicating with his staff. Um, he's smart. And I just think he's very prepared. Uh, and he's composed on the sideline. And, you know, as a, as a play caller that's done it for, for some time myself, I, that's not always the easiest thing to do when things aren't going great. Uh, but he's... He's very composed. He's he's very good with the coaches and the players on the sideline and during the during the week. I mean, he gives his players ownership to our defense, which is important, and and also with the coaches as well. So happy he's part of our staff. I think he's a fantastic coach and he's even a better person. Appreciate it. Thank yep, you got it. Ed Valentine. Hey Brian, just one for you to finish up here. Um, you waited a long time for this opportunity. A lot of people are surprised that you guys are four and one at this point. I saw multiple stories this morning that Brian Dable's coach of the year, you know, a lot of praise for the coaching staff at this point. I mean, how do you react, you know, at this point to all of that kind of chatter? Uh, yeah, I'd say it's all about the players. Uh, give those guys credit. They're the ones that come in every day, uh, work extremely hard do everything they can do during practice in the film room. And I'd say the coaches uh, do an excellent job. The trainers, it's a team. Everything is a team effort here. Um, you know, we've only played five games, so this is a very humbling league. It can, it can get you quick. So focus on the next game, uh, the things, again, we can do better, which there's certainly plenty of them. Um, you know, we'll continue to work and, and try to improve in those areas. Uh, but it's... You know, it's all about our team and, and trying to get better each day. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. 
If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. 